We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining Progressive's discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Daly knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat. And I was like, you what? Wait for a seer drama because Progressive totes his discounts like Safe Driver, Multi-Policy, and Paid in Full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know? Discounts to help you save more. Now that's Progressive. But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. It's the reason why I got out of the business. Fair enough. That and I was told to get out. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, 
Mike Gottlieb, and Andrew Lair. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Mike Gottlieb, as always, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. It is morning on New Year's Eve day. <sighs> Andrew, how are you celebrating? Are you going to be in bed by 10? No, no, it'll probably be 1030. Okay. <laughs> uh, I decided to um, surprise my, uh, so at least some of my friends in Syracuse by going to this big event in Syracuse. So I will be doing some traveling and partying and then sleeping because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'll be plenty tired by the end of the day. Uh, but uh, and then I'm, I'll hopefully be recovered in time for Saturday when the new slate of the new 2016 calendar year kicks off for oh, fantasy yeah. Premier League. So, uh, let's react a little bit to what we saw throughout the week. Well, the midweek, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yep. Um, the main thing that I saw was Leicester was held scoreless for a second straight game. Yeah. Crisis. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> They do, their fixture their fixture gets a lot easier this week, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And we'll also do our uh, special DraftKings um, contest that we've set up. We've, we're now doing some head-to-heads between you and me just to make stuff more official than That's before. Right. But we'll tease our teams uh, and how we did last week and everything. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later on in the show as well. But um, Lester, still, you know, two games without a goal. Does that, do you see any cause for concern? Well, we kind of talked earlier about how this is going to be the stretch that kind of makes or breaks their top four, and getting one point out of two games tends not to be the way that you keep your spot. They're obviously, they drop to second. They're level on points with Arsenal, but the this is how they – I mean, they play by outscoring people, and so back-to-back games without goals, you would think they would explode this weekend. Like you said, there's a much easier matchup, but uh, to win titles – which I think we we need to start talking about that. I mean, they're halfway through and uh, only they're level on points for the top. So if you're going to try to win a title, you need to beat um, these other teams that are near the top. They obviously like, Ars- like Arsenal have done this year, right? Right. For example, right. But, and, uh, Leicester uh, lost five two to Arsenal earlier yeah. this season. So and, and to me, it's just history repeating itself because there's always a team or two that are up in the standings by this point of the season. And this is where they start to fade. I, I, um, I agree with that, although I think they're never this high up. Yeah, they are. I mean, Southampton was third, or West Ham was third last year at this point, or something like that. I'm, and Leicester was literally number one until, I think being the top is a little different than being third, in terms of like legitimate title Well, I mean, no contention. one but Chelsea at this point in the season last year was, was, was any contender. They were up by double-digit points by this point last season. And they won it. I thank you. <laughs> and just, I know you. I know all of you Chelsea fans have already forgotten that that yeah, they're still they reigning champions. But yeah, I think what is much more the story is the emergence of, as you like to call them, Stoke Alona. Yeah, well, that was yeah, that was pretty to watch. It's I mean, six goals in two games um, is nothing to shy away at. Winning. Uh, <laughs> And conceding three in a game. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, arguably, I'm not sure there's... I bet would bet Leicester's the only team I would... That could possibly do that, though, the, the way that Everton's playing right now. Yeah, I, I, for Stoke, even the even the the accidental goals are, are pretty. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan Shakiri did not mean that. Really? 
No I way. completely disagree with you. He even looked at Anatovich to say, dude, that was try I was trying to pass to you. <laughs> but it just went in the goal. No, I disagree. I think he Ugh. was clearly going for goal. Uh, well, we will agree to disagree. I don't <laughs> I don't think he meant it. Okay. But yeah, I think those are the two stories from the uh, from you know like the the emerging teams, the non big club teams, and then from the big club teams, uh, it's so weird to me that like Manchester United fans are so angry at Manchester United when they played a Chelsea team who are doing significantly worse but playing the same. Yeah, it's they're amazingly similar despite being so separate in the table. Um, I think. Even if this game, like, I feel like this game would have played out the exact same way had they been, like, second and third in the table. Correct. So, stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then it's just, it's weird to me that Arsenal are really starting to uh, really take control of this division. Yeah, I think they're, the injury crisis that happened earlier, which that's like the third time I've said crisis today, Um They've been able to kind of keep this run going without Alexis Sanchez, who is without a doubt their best player. You can look at the stats from Mesut Ozil, but this team is clearly much better because of him. And they haven't had Santi Cazorla, who is more of a he's certainly more important in real life than he is in fantasy this year. And frankly, last year um, wasn't quite as good as the previous year. But anyway, uh those are two very big holes to fill, and they've been able to do it with, like, Joel Campbell and um, oh, it's just Francis Coquelin's been out, too, so they, we, they're they starting Matthew Flamini. So it's like they're, they haven't been able to plug those holes as well as in previous seasons, and I think that's why they're, they've got, like, a legitimate chance. But, like, they're going to they're gonna get Cazorla back in towards the they're, end. It's not and soon. And according to Arsene Wenger, they're going to be active in the January market, which means, like, one signing. Right. Well, sometimes <laughs> sometimes that's all, all you need. And, they, and they've already, I think they've already signed El Nene, correct? The Egyptian defensive oh. Uh, fielder? Oh, gosh, please. <laughs> that's not all. That's the only thing. Um, yeah, that that's not going to, I mean, as much as he's going to talk, they're, they're not really going to buy anybody. I can't, I can't picture that at all. Well, uh, I was listening to Barry Hearn on the well, the recent podcast of Men in Blazers at BlazerCon, which we unfortunately missed. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that Arsene Wenger is his most admired manager from a business perspective because of the way he's built a sustainable model. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But, but I his mean, two best players are also the ones that he spent the most money on. So, <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, that this sustainable model hasn't won a thing in 17 or what is it, uh, 11 years, something like yeah. that? Um, 2003, I thought, 2004? Somewhere around there. But anyway, it's 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 been over a decade, I, I believe, mm-hmm. and they haven't won anything major. They haven't. I was won about to say they, uh... they haven't won the Premier League. They haven't won the Champions League. They haven't. I mean, I think they've won an FA Cup, right? Last year, great reigning FA Cup. Actually, I think it's back to back years, if I remember correctly. I, I would love to hear the funniest alternate abbreviations for FA for the FA Cup. <laughs> Because there's a lot of expletives you can use in the in that situation. Yeah, uh, I mean, the FA. I, I appreciate that, but you can't. This is going to sound like an, some sort of apologist, but like you can't win it every year. Yes, you can win it more than zero times in twelve years. Well, especially when you have a financial advantage. 
but it's a financial advantage that is matched or bettered by other clubs that have not been able to sustain this level of consistency at the top of the table, near the top of the table. Fair enough. I, I really, I, I'm in no position to contend anybody with my team to where it is this season. So, um, three points above relegation. So, I'm, I'm in no, I'm in no perspective. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's get to act. Let's get to game week twenty. Uh, we, 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 we've stalled enough now. <laughs> uh, West Ham are at home against Liverpool in the early game on Saturday. Uh, this is going to be. I feel like it's another one nil. However, as a PSA, I think Manuel Lanzini is going to start. Yeah, he should. And Dimitri Payet may be on the bench, which obviously for this week isn't that great. But it's really nice that he'll hopefully be back soon. Mm. Um, they, I feel like people are still have no idea what to get with Liverpool. Yeah, when you beat when you beat. Sunderland by the same margin and same exact scoreline as Leicester that yeah. says everything yeah it's almost the exact same way exactly yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was almost a carbon copy of, of, of the, the last two games were almost the exact carbon copy of each other and I still don't yeah and so we still don't know what they're not like this lockdown defensive unit I mean they're obviously holding opponents scoreless but Again, it's Leicester. Leicester was impressive. Sunderland hardly, but they're not scoring, and that's wasn't that why Klopp was brought in. Klopp was brought in to provide energy, um, and it? yes, and to win, mostly to win. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't. I think that they're going to run out of energy because I don't think these players are used to playing this high intensity system. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool are a little active in this window. I'm not, I don't think they're going to bring in like four or five people, but they may bring in a couple. I don't think there's enough of a market for the high impact guys now. Oh yeah, absolutely not. But I think it just just providing some depth and some rotation for the rest of the season is going to be important if he wants to play his gang and press style. Yeah. Yeah. I. So then, what do you do from a fantasy perspective? Look we know Ben Teke's starting because he's the only one left, and he's scoring. Yeah. It, it, Firmino it, could have had a very I mean did you see the save it was a good save yeah but for me I meant on the one that hit the bar his header was actually a great save too yeah oh sorry. the one that hit the bar no I, I mean I saw I saw the highlights I saw him hit the bar I didn't yeah. think Manon got like a a digit of his middle finger on the ball which then allowed hey, it to sometimes that's all you need that was it that that one moment if it was Pantelamon it would have hit him in like the shoulder exactly yeah. <laughs> 8,000 <laughs> feet tall <laughs> right I don't, I don't think Pantelamon would have stopped it I think it yeah, was... Pantelamon would have been too slow maybe exactly. in the face and that's about it yeah but who knows uh, who knows with Liverpool defensively to me uh, I mean Alberto Moreno I still think is a good option for offensive output too so uh, Slavin Bilic is going to have his side ready to play, though, from a West Ham perspective, uh, especially defensively. He works those guys hard defensively. And I've, I've said it before. Winston Reid is a really good defender. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding, guys. Like, I'm really not. Like, he, I'm going to mention Winston Reid almost every out. chance I get because I really do want a, I really do want a top-level club to sign him if, if, if he's available. But what do we I, make of them only scoring once each against Leicester and Sunderland? 
Uh, I, I, I mean, I feel like they just don't have that final pass down yet, and they don't really know how to utilize Benteke in that system. I think that's really what it is. I don't think that they have the right forward for that system. You know, someone like, uh, you know, this is going to sound like just because he used to play for Dortmund, but, you know, Obama Yang is the perfect center forward for this. Sure. But it, it's someone who, who has a ton of pace, who knows the, how to time his runs and to get in behind defenders and then also how to play in others who are coming in behind him. Yeah, I think sometimes people get a little too concerned with Benteke's ability in the air. And then start to think he's in this class of like Andy Carroll and Rudy Gisted and Fellaini. And it's like he's much better than just a big body in the box who can head the ball in. Yeah, he's he's not a he's not a total Peter Crouch out there. Right. He may not be perfect. Actually, for... Peter, Crou- Peter Crouch always said that he was, you know, good with his feet. Yeah. You know, people have said he that. Meant, he just meant walking, though. Walking and chewing gum at the right. same time, Andrew. Right. Multitasking. Benteke's he may not be. Like the ideal fit for Klopp, but like he's he's significantly better than they need somebody to just throw crosses into him. I agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Benteke has the confidence in his own feet. To be fair, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have ample opportunity to utilize his feet in this system. I think both goals, certainly yesterday's, was with his feet. I don't remember the Liverpool one. I, mean, I, mean, I just don't. Lester, I, don't I just don't think it's all on the system here. Yeah. I think. I think it's mostly. Yeah. You know, I think it's mostly him adjusting. Him being Benteke adjusting to a new system. Yeah. But. Okay. You know, maybe he just doesn't have the confidence in his feet yet. I don't know. I honestly don't know. <sighs> but you know, with West Ham, if Lanzini starts, would you be interested? Uh, I might actually wait a game on it because one of the huge things that. Um, gave him so much value, at least on DraftKings, was that he was taking corners or a lot of free kicks. And Mauro Zarat has been taking them recently, and I'm not... Well, I think I think Zarat will take all the shooting free kicks, no matter what. Right. Um, the corners, I think, leave a big question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then Zerat, when Paye comes back, fair, he'll take both of those. To be fair, Zarat's corners haven't been great. Yeah. They, 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 they've existed, but they haven't been great. Well, that's... Why it doesn't matter in DraftKings. Well, my, my point <laughs> is that it may not continue. Gotcha. Uh, I think the reason... I I think we looked at Lanzini, uh, frankly, and Zerat while Lanzini was out, as pretty safe floors because of the crosses cross. and uh, particularly the corners and because we don't know how they're going to split... if they're going to split them, if they're... if one's going to... you know, if Zerat will keep taking... I think there's a, a few too many question marks in this week. You just want to see... you want to see how it shakes out first? Well, I'm not sure we even need to care. Because as soon as it shakes out, Pae will be back, and we know he'll he'll be taking all of them. Mm. Well, Pae and Lanzini played a lot together. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. Because remember, Pae got hurt first. Yeah, and then Lanzini kind of took over the show. Right. So I'm not sure how much they've played together. Right. I in that instance, I still don't. You're almost talking everybody out of Lanzini. You'll never be able to talk me out of Payet. Hmm. Fair enough. That's actually a really good way to put it. Um, I hate it when you're right. Okay, let's move <laughs> on to 10 o'clock. Uh, the 10 o'clock game start off here. We have Arsenal at home against Newcastle. This is probably where a lot of goaltending selections and defensive selections are going to take place. Uh, this seems to be a very big mismatch, and Arsenal are really taking the league by the scruff of the neck here. 
Yeah, the only thing that I would um, look out for is squad rotation because, uh, you know, they use the same back four uh, and goalkeeper for the two previous holiday uh, matches. And so we may be able to see Kieran Gibbs or Debucci. Uh, I, I guess they could play Ospina instead of Czech. So, I don't think that'll happen. Um, I agree. I, I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I don't. But, I don't think goalkeepers need a lot of rotation. Yeah, no, that I agree with. Um, so, but it's something to look out for. As in addition, Callum Chambers played as a de- defensive midfielder um, in yeah. uh, Monday's the ru- match. The rumors are though that he's getting loaned back to Southampton. That's the I mean, that, that's the rumor. To play where? Rounds. What? He wouldn't play there either. You don't know that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, the reason why I think they're, they want to keep him is because they need him in this defensive midfielder role because Coquelin's still out and Flamini can only last so long. Flamini, bleh, Flamini is banged up right now. And so he's either going to be playing Hurt or they Raggedy play Chambers. Flamini? Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on Chambers starting again. Like I said, that's why I think they're looking to loan him out. And I think that Southampton is the des- preferred destination. Yeah, I'm just not sure he plays there either. And well, Cedric has kind of had a little falling out with Southampton. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I, I mean, I, 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 that's just the rumor. I'm not. I don't yeah. think it's right. Um, I don't think it's a good idea if they're going to loan him out to a club. They should loan him out to a club that needs a defender. That's not named Chelsea. Yeah, I don't. Uh... With Champions League coming too, I don't see, I don't see the upside in loaning him out. Any upside on Newcastle? The the one that I uh, was drawn to while I was doing rankings was Alexander Mitrovic because he's so big. Speaking of guys who pretty much are only valuable with their head, he's so big and Arsenal so bad at set piece this zonal marking that. I wouldn't be shocked if he scored. He's the only one, though. They're, they just don't really have anybody who matches up with him well. It, it, there's two things. The two ways to look at this. Yes, he's good at he's good at heading the ball, but not necessarily heading the ball into the net. Yep. So I get that. I, I, I just don't I guess I, I don't I don't see that uh, okay. I don't see that as a potential mismatch I was saying that was the only one that's the only guy I can I thought about I don't think Wijnaldum is going to make a huge impact you could look at Jan Mott for the crosses I guess but I guess theoretically it could be Jan Mott to Mitrovic but certainly no defensive options and Newcastle just doesn't I mean Arsenal have let up six goals against the set piece, mm-hmm. which is not terrible. No. I, I mean, Swansea, I believe, are the best because they've only let up one. Or this could be the opposite. I, you know, I don't even know what I'm looking at here, to be honest. I think I'm looking at it the <laughs> other way around. Never mind. Forget what I'm just saying. I, I pulled up the wrong page. Wrong this is what page. happens when you try to use facts, Mike. Just get away from the facts. When I try to use facts at a single digit in the morning hour. (laughs) Just give it up. Nobody listens for your facts. Whatever. (laughs) Arsenal traditionally been bad against the heavies. I just don't think that's true this year. Okay. I mean, Everton, yes, still bad, have been bad. 
Yeah. But I don't think Arsenal fit into that category. I'm not sure year. there's a defensive metric they're doing well in. <laughs> Especially not after Stoke. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really fun to watch. It was. But really bad. Oh, something. Uh, anyway. Not uh, if you're I think a game that's going to be really fun to watch uh, is Leicester at home against Burnmouth. I don't know why. I just feel like there are a lot of goals coming in this one. There should be, but Leicester haven't been poor defensively recently. Is that out of necessity or is that out of... I'm not of... sure what it's out of. That's the problem. <laughs> but they <laughs> but shut out Man City. They did. And gave up one to Liverpool, which I guess isn't all it's not that terrible. great. And then two it's to Everton. Great, but Everton scores on everybody. Um, I don't know what to make of them either. You, I, I agree that there should be plenty of goals in this one. I think we're starting to see the tiring of Riyad Mahrez and Jamie Vardy. I think they are. They need to have a game off. I agree. I think and Vardy needs I, one I, more and than And I Mahrez. don't think they're going to get it. Um, they've got like a brief break after this. They have like some FA Cup or Capital One if they're even still in it. Not, to be honest, my uh, haven't updated my bracket yet there, but uh, they they should be able to get a rest after this. Yeah, that that, ma- that major tournament that Arsenal won last season. That's huh? right. That's right. <laughs> back to back years. Um, the <laughs> so proud. The Vardy. I think Vardy definitely needs it more than Mares, and I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of took an early lead and they pulled both of them. Well, I thought what was interesting, and I, and this is why I really thought he was tired. Um, so Vardy played up top by himself. Against Liverpool, uh, yeah. sorry, against uh, Manchester City, yeah, which was a little weird. It was weird, and he was very tired. Yeah, by the end of it, uh, I, I think they they need to get back to playing that four four two. Yeah, I'm not sure why you would switch up for that match. Well, the commentators were constantly saying you don't want to lose to the people you're competing against. Yeah, like drawing with them is fine, mm-hmm. especially when you're ahead of them by points in the standings. Right. Um. Which is fair, you I guess. Just, you just don't want to lose. And I hate that. I hate that idiom. I know it makes sense mathematically. I just don't like it. Yeah. It, 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 you're basically saying we're just trying for the championship, but we don't actually think we're better than that team. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <sighs> anyway, that narrative bothers me to my core. I, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those. Understandable, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's understandable, though. It's understandable to bother you. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I mean, that's why I'm a fan and they're professionals. <laughs> So that, that 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 that's your difference. Mm-hmm. And on the Burnmouth side, um, you know, you know, Junior Stanislas, Matt Ritchie, uh, is this a Glenn Murray game? Yeah, uh, uh, still Joshua King. Well, Joshua King, break break it break it down for us. Yeah, I think you're going to see th- those are probably the only guys. Um, uh, if you're really taking a flyer, you could go with the boiling Dan Gosling. Oh no no but, simmering now. He, oh, he's, he's just simmering. Uh-oh. He's, yeah, he's, he's in for the long that. simmer. Slow and low. That's right. That's that 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 that's exactly his uh, his scoring style on DraftKings. Slow and low. That's right. That's right. Um, I was really hoping for a George Boyd like performance, but it just hasn't happened. Hasn't yet. happened yet. But you'll be there with the "I told you so" when it does, Mike. The no, <laughs> too late. Yeah. The yeah. So I think those are the three. Um, the the only one I think that's a little more of a flyer is is King. Um, because he can be so up and down, but the so I would probably stay away from him, despite the fact that Leicester have usually been pretty poor uh, defensively. Well, but so the way so the way I see this game going, because Leicester tend to concede possession and try to hit people on the counter, 
And Bournemouth love to pass the ball around. Mm-hmm. They love to have the ball. Um, I think this could be a very big game for the guys of Matt, like on DraftKings, especially for guys like Matt Ritchie, Adam Smith, Charlie Daniels, to get crosses in. Mm-hmm. Maybe not scoring, but to get crosses in, which all count as a point. Yeah. Um, you know, they can get a goal's worth of points just on all their crosses. Yeah. Who needs who needs a shot when you can just cross? We, we had a long discussion on this yeah, many, many times. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, taking you know, taking advantage of the scoring system that's in place, uh, I think that there's a lot of crossing that may happen for for Bournemouth. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Leicester is, uh, you know, w- you know, would you pick someone like Fuchs? Yeah. In this game. Yeah, I would. He's a little. He's pretty pricey though for a defender. Like I. Had... Oh yeah, the dra- DraftKings pricing really did do some uh, elevation of players like Vito Minone. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a home against Aston Villa price. Look, I'm just. I saying. would have said Mike Gottlieb four thousand. So. <laughs> um, just say. Yeah. The. Yeah, I think you're you're probably just uh, sticking with those guys that you usually do. And I think Fuchs is one of those guys. Yeah. But again, uh, I I'm gonna I usually try to stay as cheap as I can at defender at this point for well, GPPs think, at least. I think you may be getting some cheap defending options in the next match, which is Manchester United versus Swansea at uh, at the Theater of Dreams. And yuck. You know, you say that, but you know, Swansea now have kept three consecutive clean sheets. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yep. And Manchester United have they scored yet? They, they love nil nils. Yeah, they do. I'm not saying pick goaltenders because you may not get wins here, but um, I, I think especially at Manchester United, if someone like a Bothwick Jackson starts, oh. I would certainly take him. Wow, look at you. Um, gross. Uh, are you going to watch this one? No. No, of course not. This is, this is one of those games where you take a player and you just hope for the best and you close your eyes and you just hope that it turns out well. Yeah. Like I did last week with Boaz Myhill. There you go. That worked. Um the, I don't know what to. Could you possibly have this like if you going into this season, you would have thought that there was at least like five offensive options you would choose from this game, right? Six maybe. And now we're literally possibly at zero. Uh, I'm at zero. Yeah, <laughs> I would choose anybody, not offensively. No, I would choose plenty of defenders, but no offensive players yeah, here. That's not just, a single it, one. It's so weird. I mean, Wayne Rooney, to be fair, looked good against Chelsea. So, uh, and so did Martial. But when you go, when you run and you're quick against Branislav Ivanovic, you're going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Branislav Ivanovic, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> just go away. I think, or at least move to the center center half. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. The I I just would I keep looking at this game, like when I was doing rankings, and I was like, all right, well, would I take Mata? No. Martial, mm, probably not. Rooney, no. I can't remember the last time Rooney did anything. And then you start getting a little deeper, like Herrera, I'd probably, no. Fellaini, Depay's probably wouldn't even start. If he starts. Right. And then I'm like, well, let's see. They start two midfielders at the fullback spots. Would I take Daly Blind or Ashley Young? And it's like, they're not even crossing that much. Um, Blind has been taking corners, so that helps him, but um, it's still not a ton of points again he takes them but takes them terribly and then yeah and then it's like all right on the Swansea side Gomez probably hasn't even been starting IU's been a shell of him of his earlier season self Sigurdsson 
takes set pieces. We, yeah, I don't even. We, we kind then of he hits the post on him. Anti Sigurdsson anyway. Shelby doesn't play. Key, Jack Cork, like. Key scored last week. He, on a completely unrepeatable goal. Correct. So, yes, he did. And congrats to those who grabbed him. Well, you know, to be fair, though, a lot of people ranked uh, Hung, um, Hung, uh, I'm just going to pronounce it by his name in the back of his jersey, Son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's not going to repeat that goal. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, I think all of us ranked him. My God, that was a good page. goal. I don't think I did. In fact, I can assure you I did not. Okay. Well, that's also because you hate Tottenham, so. That has nothing to do with it. I rank I'm Harry sure Kane higher than everybody else, so. Uh, don't don't oh, no, don't fact me, don't <laughs> fact check me. All right, uh, <laughs> this makes me feel embarrassed and shameful. Okay, Sorry, uh, well, I would say that's a perfect segue to Norwich, but they've actually been playing better recently. Yeah. Uh, but Norwich are at Carroll Road against Southampton, and I don't know what to make about Southampton either. I was just about to say, you know, it's not like Southampton are really striking fear in the hearts of the wicked. The you know? Dusan Tadic situation is so weird to me. and He's a DraftKings all-star and a Premier League no-star. It's it's so strange. Like, they're, he seems to be too important when he's on the field to take off the field. And then he, like, won't start for two games. Um, I, I, I don't know. My they, only thought is, I, that, I, like, his, that, is that he's weak. That like his body is just not strong and can't, and they know it's that either, he can't. It's either he's tired or he doesn't do enough defensively. It's one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Because no one's really coming out and, real, uh, you know, even in the press locally for Southampton, be like, "Where is Dusan Tadic?" Right. You know, it, it maybe that's because they're just more polite down there, or <laughs> it's it's because they, you know, they know that there's it's the right thing to do. Yeah. For some reason. It could be. It could be. It it could also just be that I. Well, Look I, I just numbers feel like much only, more, and I see outrage. The only outrage about this is coming from the fantasy Premier League yeah. people. Yeah, it's not coming from people who actually cover the Premier League for real life. Yeah, fair. Do you have a Southampton friend? What does he think? I do have a Southampton friend. Um, I, I mean, I, I asked him recently, and he goes, and he's just like, I just don't know which team is going to show up on a given day. Yeah, but he he actually went he went to the he went to a game, I believe it was last season, and anyway. Uh, I think it was against QPR when they won at the 90th minute, and I think he's going again in February when they when they I think he's going to go play uh, watch them play Arsenal, mm-hmm. and he's like when I go watch them play Arsenal, like I honestly have no idea what I'm going to get either personnel wise or performance wise. Yeah, it's they lost at home two nothing at home to Southampton, beat Arsenal at home four nothing, and then lost at West Ham two one. Mm-hmm. Like I just that doesn't. That just doesn't seem to make sense to me. The Arsenal one was like a classic trap game, but like yeah. that's almost too many goals for a trap yeah. game. I, what, what I think Southampton's going to be the team that takes on the Swansea role traditionally. When they get to forty-two points, they're they're done. You know, which is weird because they were supposed to like. This was the year they were supposed to make a jump. Yeah, I, I don't think it's happened, and I think that they're just gonna take most of the second half of the year pretty much off. What do you think about Shane Long? Because I think Todd uh, or uh, Pele's out again. I think he's been great. He he looks really good. Yeah, uh, almost got that assist, but they credited it as an own goal. Yeah, which is a bummer. That's okay. He still should have gotten an assist, though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, looks just, really good. Just because it's an own goal doesn't mean that he didn't assist. He didn't force it. Yeah. We'll Whatever. keep working on that one. <laughs> uh, it's true. It is the truth. 
you know, you know, hockey does that, for example. Huh? Actually, hockey no, to the goal. will give you the goal, even if it went off a defender, and then you still get your assists as well. Oh, yeah. Well, nobody watches hockey anymore. <laughs> Just like how nobody will likely watch West Brom for West Brom when they are at home against Stoke, but plenty of people will be watching Stoke as they take on Tony Pulis. Uh, they're really going to try and stick it to him offensively. I mean, they're very watchable now. Stoke is extraordinarily watchable. Yeah, this is fun Almost must-see television when they have a good matchup. Right? That that was like a perfect recipe, though, playing against Everton. Like, I'm just, We called it. Yeah. Did we? We did. Okay. We all Well, we were all excited for Boyan's possibility, but we liked <laughs> all three of them. Yeah. And I picked Boyan, but he went off injured. He was he looked good though. He had that beautiful assist to Shakiri on the accidental goal. Yeah, accidental. <laughs> but you know, it, it, I think that I think I, mean, I think he's okay. By the way, that Ibrahim Afalai's name much, and he's another player yeah. who kind of makes that machine tick. Yeah, I getting think, from midfield to forwards. Yeah, I think he's the notch below the other three. Uh, I think so as well. But if you want an extreme volatility play, no, I'm kidding. Just <laughs> just. Don't don't do that. Yeah, I think Boyan's okay, by the way. Yeah, I think so too. So. Yeah, I think. Oh, it's just that when he went off injured, I'm like, oh, that was fun while it happened. Yeah, because <laughs> you know when he gets injured, he's out for the year typically. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, the West Brom's still without McLean and Rondon, who both are on red cards. Right. Not that they're like great, but they're you know starters. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think James I think McLean should be out for a significant longer yeah, period of time. I think he got very lucky. He's lucky that he's lucky that the leg that he attacked viciously was bent and not straight because mm. that would have broken it. Yeah. So West Brom's given up one goal in their last two games. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> Don't care. Stoker too good. Yeah. Right now they're playing too well. Yeah. And they're doing it in a variety of ways. They're counterattacking. They're putting passes together. I mean, West Brom won't let you counterattack them because they're not going to attack. Right. right. <laughs> so they can forget about the counterattack goals, but they have the ability to string passes together. And they're also very talented with their feet, just breathing really quick. They can draw a penalty or two. Yeah. Is there anybody left for a, any sort of Pulis uh, revenge factor? No. No, right? <laughs> no. Peter Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I think that's it. No, uh, Glenn. Oh, Wheeler, yeah, Shawcross Glenn and is there. Shawcross is there. Charlie Adam. Char- well, Charlie Maybe. Adam was mostly a Liverpool guy. Anyway, yeah. uh, but uh, for me, for me though, Stoke to me this game, it, I think it's Marco Arnautovic and nobody else. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I would go Arnautovic first. Okay. Because I think if they score, it'll likely be a goal that I think it's most likely him that scores it, and also because he he does set pieces, he does. Um, he does the penalties. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not saying he's a bad one. I'm I'm just surprised you think he's the only one. Uh, I sorry. Uh, yeah, for me, he's the only one because Shakiri, uh, although he's been great, he hasn't been scoring a ton of goals until last week. Yeah. Yeah. He had he has three. Uh, in three of his last four games, he's scored at least 18 points on DraftKings. Who? Shakiri. Yeah, well, it's because of all the assists that he's gotten too. Well, it's it's a little it's a strange box score. Like against Man City, he had two assists and some other stuff to get his eighteen points. Against Crystal Palace, he had fifteen crosses. To be fair, the two assists got him twelve points out of those eighteen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just well, it's that not like there. they don't count. 
and then 29 points on against Everton. Yeah. So, you know, I I mean, we'll get we'll get back to this later. Yeah, because I'm sure we'll be I'm sure there'll be players take it. Let's round off the 10 o'clock slate with the most exciting matchup of all Sunderland at home against Aston Villa. (sighs) Oh, this is I hope this is a six pointer so that one team is really miserable. (laughs) <laughs> it's, if, if it's like if it's a draw, then both teams will be like, oh, whatever. We both stink. We'll just keep going. I this could be the worst game of the year, right? I think there's a ton of fantasy potential in it. Oh. <laughs> I oh. think there's a ton. All right, give it to me. I think Fabio Barini. If he, hopefully he starts, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he starts, I think he's definitely an option that's worth considering. I also think that there are very good crossing options. Veritaut and Leandro Pacuna come to mind for Aston Villa if you're playing on DraftKings. Uh, if you, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from a Jordan Ayew or a Rudy Gisted if who, whoever starts, because mm-hmm. uh, Sunderland's defense is not exactly rock solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Patrick Van Anholt, you know, definitely comes to mind if Jermaine Lenz starts. That would be another option. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of guys here that. Uh, in the matchup against the other team, only because they're playing against the other team that they're playing against, are mm-hmm. good options. Scott Sinclair. Oh, Look, uh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. You have, I, I'm going to be looking at this team sheet for fantasy potential. I totally am. Gross. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think I, the problem I, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't depend on either goaltender, but if you had to put a gun to my head, I would say Vito Minone. Yeah. Uh, I. The, the problem the I have it is... depends on the price. How low of a price is Brad Guzan? Because <laughs> if there's ever a matchup that you're like, oh, Brad Guzan, he'll get me points. Yeah, be, he's, yeah the Mondo goal situation is finally. That, well, he, 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 if, if he's like, he might be even under three million on on Mondo goal by this point. The only so what happens if they start Gisted, Sinclair, and Ayu? Like, how do you pick one of those guys? That's a good point. Uh, probably, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I don't know. It's a dart throw. Okay. okay. It, it, I mean, it's it's one where you're getting a really you're getting a really good price for a guy in a really good matchup that a lot of people probably are not taking. I think you're getting a very low price for a good matchup <laughs> and 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 differential. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll take that every time. So why do you like Barini more than Defoe? Because Barini has been scoring. <laughs> I think Barini scored. I'm not sure has been scoring. I guess it's two out of three. Well, I take that back. Thank you. At Chelsea and at Man City. Of course. Not bad. Of course. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Only one of those two is actually impressive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I... Off, I think he came off the bench for one of those goals, too. So yeah. it was in a very short period of time. Okay. But my, I, my thing is, you know, who says that they both don't play, first of all? Do, no, I think they will both play. Yeah. I think that's why you need to. Yeah, I think I think Barini, though. Does it matter at all that according to DraftKings, there's going to be a cloud in four, four raindrops? It would only make this match so much more appropriate if it was just pouring out. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Premier League just, gods crying that this game actually yeah, exists. Just black clouds all over just for this match. <laughs> two is the loneliest number, these two teams. <laughs> all right. Uh, I've given my opinion on these teams. Would you pick anybody? The only one that came to mind was Verit. Is it Tout or Two? 
Vera two, Vera tout. He's a flash in the pan and only valuable on DraftKings. Well, since I play on DraftKings, I would consider him, and yeah, I you would not. Him against me last week. I would prefer to find dart throws elsewhere than have to w- cheer for Rudy Gestead or uh, Jordan Ayew. I just Rudy, shivered, literally Rudy, thinking about that. Rudy, twelve thirty game. Watford are at home against Manchester City. Uh, this is going to be very entertaining, I believe. I don't think I that so. there's going to be a lot of joy at the end of it for Watford. I think this is a bad time to play in Manchester City. Um, I agree with you, that. Yeah, I think Manchester City come in and just absolutely romp, uh, just just steamroll them. I'm thinking like four two. Well, I was going to say, I still think that Watford has goals in him. Let me rephrase. I still think Igalo has goals in him. I don't know how he gets to – he scores the goal pretty much the same way every time. He's, he drags with his right foot, and then he scores with either one of his two feet. He's literally in the right place at the right time all the time. Yeah. I think Igalo is a player that can do well in almost any team. I agree. Dini needs a, a certain type, type of team. but uh, <laughs> This one. It, well – he needs to play with another forward who's yep. willing to run around mo- mo- more than him. Yeah. That's the way I'll put it. Uh, but Manchester City-wise, um, Kolarov has really started to dip in rankings. Yes. So what, what, what what's the cause of that? Finishing. That all of his crosses and – well, his crosses are not turning into assists like they were earlier in the season, and he's not scoring goals. And that was such a huge separator with him earlier in the season. And – you know, when those go away, he obvi- he doesn't get as big of a of an advantage over the other players, and he's still so much more expensive in every format that he's arguably just not worth it anymore. Who would you take first, Yaya Torre or Troy Deeney? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I'm assuming you take Yaya Torre before David Silva at this point. Um, I I I don't actually. I still don't. The the biggest issue I have with Yaya Torre is the fact that he doesn't, he's not on all the time. And you're, you're theoretically getting a decent floor with him, but you don't because as soon as he starts just loafing around, you're, you're getting nothing out of him. And so I prefer Silva, who I still consider to be, you know, one of the best players in the Premier League. So I just think Silva's still still more involved than than Yaya is and you know with even though Torre can score at any moment uh the the floor is just too low that I'd rather I'd rather Silva just because he has the ball at his feet more and then against Dini because <sighs> uh. I'm assuming you would take Igalo over both Torre yeah, oh yeah and Silva yeah yeah, yeah. Well. I would I would take Igalo over Aguero uh, everybody but Aguero and De Bruyne and Igalo. What, did I say that? Yeah. Yes, Igalo so, is when you were So Dini would be four. Okay, cool. All right. That's. I think that's a good way to break it down. Because I, mean, that, that, I, mean, I think there's a lot of options here. Uh, I mean, Kolarov has really been slipping, and his price is going to dictate that not a lot of people are going to have him. And I don't think anyone can realistically say, hey, I like a Watford defender or Jorelio Gomez this week. Right? No. 
Neon didn't really... even start last week. Uh, very disappointing. But I think that but was... A- Ake come... Well, actually, Ake got a red card. That's yeah, Ake's out. <laughs> I was say, Ake came back and he left again. Right. So I think Anya... Well, Anya, who I thought would get the start... That was a bad tackle, by the way. Yeah, it was. That was a very bad tackle. Yeah. Anya, who I thought was going to start two games ago and didn't, started the last game at left back. So who knows? But he's a midfielder in most formats. So you're going to have to... You're basically getting your midfield... You know, you're... You may get some crossing points. Yeah. He doesn't cross as much as I would have hoped. But, yeah, good luck. Exactly. All right, speaking of good luck, Chelsea will need it when they travel to uh, to Crystal Palace to play the defensively inform Eagles. Mm-hmm. But, oh, so, I mean, the, the atmosphere is going to be great at Selhurst, but... Mm-hmm. What else can you What else can you predict in this game? I can't predict anything. Well, we talked before the pod. Frustrating Chelsea lineup. Right. So Patrick Bamford announced. Oh, didn't even announce. So this is what was so strange about it. After the game on Monday, he said he told the reporter that that was his last game at Crystal Palace. That he was ending his loan, and that was it. And this reporter tweeted that out. Bamford just told me he his loan is over. And everybody then starts saying, like, it, uh, you know, it's official, Bamford's gone. And it turned out that he told this reporter that before he even talked to Pardew about it. And it was like, well, it's not really official then, because obviously there's some sort of paperwork that goes into ending a loan like that. Bamford apparently had some sort of opt-out, which he took. I don't think it's done yet. And as you were saying, the this match is on January 3rd. Plenty of time with the window open for Chelsea to get him back. And you're really hoping he starts, which would be hilarious. It, it seems like something Mourinho would do, not hitting. Well, Costa comes back. Yes. From suspension, so he. I don't. I don't think it he seems like something Rex Ryan would do. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> that's a that's a much better way to put it. <laughs> I just think the narrative would be fantastic. Oh yeah, it would. Um, but I, no, I do think it's a good idea for Chelsea to bring him back, especially if they're going to consider loaning out uh, Loic Remy. Remy. yeah, which uh, they should. I, well, they should. And Loic Remy, Aston Villa are very interested, yeah. but I believe Crystal Palace will be interested too. Yeah, both of them. They'd be great for either one. I'd be, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that the, 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 the day it becomes official that Bamford is going back to Chelsea, it'll be the same day that's also official that Remy goes. Just a straight to Crystal swap. Palace. Makes sense. No it was fees, great at no, Newcastle. No termination, no termination fees for Bamford. You know, I don't think of... there is one because he has this claw, his this opt out. But he blasted them. Oh, he, I mean, he I, is like burning he is bridges really... over there. Well, and Parger responded by saying, you know, you know, he, managers don't have time because he said like strikers say that all they need is five games. You know, yeah. five games they'll get all, all they need. And then he says managers don't have that time. They don't have five games to to go through a striker not scoring. The and that and that Bamford should have scored his one opportunity that he had last week, which yeah, he should have. Which he should have. Totally, uh, totally fair. He hit it straight at the goalie. We have, or we had, Jamie Hinks was one of our writers. He works for DraftKings now, but he is a huge Palace supporter, and he was saying that the from from the from the local fan point of view, Bamford just didn't try hard enough. That in training he wasn't working as hard as guys like. Dwight Gale and Shamak and Pardue was willing to give those guys starts with the idea that it would show Bamford, hey, if you work harder, you'll get stuff, and he just never put the work in. Which, who you know, who knows if that's really true or not? But um, 
it doesn't also, sound like it's also dumb. I don't think anybody at Palace is upset Bamford's leaving. You know what that's like? That's like the Browns benching Johnny Manziel for that like slip up at the bar. I think it's a very like, different it's, situation. It's completely irresponsible. It, it, it's irresponsible to you as a business. If you have someone who is better and you are suffering in your performances from that from the substandard players, you need you owe it to your your supporters, to your team, to your owner to get the most amount of points possible. And the way to do that is to play the players that play the best in games. I I would agree with you if they were 15th and not 5th. By that logic, if you're not playing, if you play your best players, if, you, if the problem is you're not scoring and you're not playing your most talented striker as a business, as someone who's looking at it as a business, I'm saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, but they they don't. They're not like on the in the bottom of goals scored, and they have they're in fifth. This is the best that anybody would have expected Crystal Palace to be. Nobody was picking Crystal Palace top four. So, like, yes, you 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 may think you're getting more goals out of Bamford, but that doesn't mean you're you're getting more points. So the 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 end of that, from my point of view, is is that the Palace supporters trust Pardew much more than. So, so you know how Manchester, you know how Manchester United, uh, like they they say they just can't score. Mm-hmm. They've only scored one fewer goal than Palace. To put it in perspective, sure, but I mean, the, uh, there are a I, bunch it, of teams clumped in there, though. Watford have scored more goals. One more. Southampton have scored more goals. They've been struggling to score. Not earlier, though. I'm just saying, like, the numbers are not nearly as bad as you're making them seem. When they've scored... If you're going to use that, they've I mean, scored more than United, more than Liverpool, more than Stoke. They have, they have, they have the... Well, Stoke... Well, to be fair, Stoke has struggled mightily at the beginning of the season to score mm-hmm. goals. Um, but... Man, it's, it's tough, man. I, I, I can't... I can't. I just. I just can't endorse from a business point of view when you when you are having trouble scoring consistently and you're having trouble scoring more than one in a game, which they certainly do, uh, to not play your most talented forward. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I. So. I get it. I think if he was a Arsenal loney, you wouldn't feel as diff- as passionate about it. I hate it when you're right. It's totally true. <laughs> Fantasy wise, though, Chelsea perspective. Yeah, Eden uh, Hazard likely to start now. Um, yeah. Yay! For who? Oscar? Exactly. Uh, oh, I thought you meant for which team? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yes, for Chelsea. <laughs> that would be great. We'll give you Bamford back, but Hazard's coming our way. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I would anticipate him starting for Pedro. How many goals does John Obi Mikel score? Zero. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, he'll score an own goal. I wish I could have watched you find out that he was starting. My coffee table is still upside down. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nothing screams we're not trying to win this match than sending in John Obi Mikel to start. Yeah. In yeah, place I, of I Fabregas, just... who had a 101 temperature. Well, it just... Ruben Loftus-Cheek is around. He's a thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, he still he's a thing. And if and if they want to go and if they want to go deeper than that, they have Masunda there as well, and his brother too, who plays attacking midfield. Anyway, Jabila Bougie was on the bench. Yeah, Papa Getting Gila closer. 
getting closer. Hachi Loboji? Yeah. What, what, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm so frustrated. I can't even. I know. I'm the having only way too much they fun. they had on the bench was Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Who's played once this year at left back. <laughs> <laughs> because of Norwich. <laughs> Because Mourinho is adjusting to Norwich. Anyway, uh, so nothing on Chelsea is predictable except that Willian will play very well. Is that predictable? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least in DraftKings scoring. He'll take all the corners. He'll he'll take the set pieces. Yeah. Okay. Crystal Palace-wise, do you trust anybody here? I think this game you stay away from altogether. Yeah, the the difficulty with Crystal Palace is that, and we've talked about this all season, is that they're so much better, (laughs) not to go back to this, they're so much better with a recognized striker, and they're using Shamak and Fraser Campbell right now, which doesn't lend itself to a lot. Bakari Sacco and Yannick Balassi are both out. Balassi's out for four weeks, and uh, while he's not like a huge goal scorer, it's not, um, you know, he that hurts. He Yoan... on the left side would terrorize yeah. Branislav yeah. Ivanovic. That and, doesn't say much, yeah. but he would absolutely draw, uh, just make him look like just another blade of grass on the pitch. Yeah. And uh, Yoan Kabaya is out also because yep. he's uh, suspension. Yeah. Yellow card. Yep. Which God, I hate that rule, but so there's just not a lot left. I feel like, like you're now thinking like, Oh, can Joe Ledley set up Wilfried Zaha? Maybe. John like Obi Mikel own goal. That's what I'm saying. Well, there's somebody else you really liked. Bronislav Ivanovic. Jason Punchin. Yeah, I do. Uh, Jason Punchin has tendency to score against Chelsea. Yeah, so. uh, I still can't find the exact numbers, but even going back to Southampton, he would score against Chelsea. Yeah, so there's that. I just don't think there's that much in this game. It, actually, the Sunday slate in general, it, you know, you're going to have to pick someone from this game because you can't just pick in the next game, yeah. which is Everton at home against Spurs. So who do you pick from this game? Uh, uh, everybody. No, 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 no. From Crystal Palace, Chelsea. Who's the one player you pick? Punchin? Costa. Coast. No, Willian. Willian. No, sorry, oh, okay. Willian. I misspoke. It would have to be Willian. Coast. Wow. Willian, okay. yep. maybe Hennessy. Yeah. Because he'll get saves. Yep. No, well, actually, no, he don't. No, he won't. Chelsea don't shoot on target. <laughs> what about Courtois? Uh, like thinking that Palace has no striker, no Kabai, and no Balassi. You, you got to consider him. I just don't think you, you. I can't trust the Chelsea defense giving up thirty plus goals already this season. Yeah. Oh, sorry, twenty nine. That's fair. Oh, that's good. You know, that, that's more than one a game. Yeah. That's terrible for them. Yeah. Okay. And especially because Chelsea will just will not play offensively. They just will not. Mm-hmm. Bothers me to my core. Everton again at home against Chelsea. Oh, sorry. Everton are at home against Spurs. Um, Harry Kane, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it, <laughs> I, I have a funny feeling most lineups are going to revolve around those two if you play the Sunday slate. It's that's tough to do though, to get those two guys and try to fit anybody else in. Like I don't think you'll you'll be able to fit in those two and Willian. No, I'm not saying you would take Willian in that case. Yeah, Willian's not a guarantee like those two guys. Actually, that's not even true. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he's actually the safest of those three. <laughs> uh, he's not as goal dependent. Yeah, that's for he's sure. He's got the certainly the lower floor. I mean, a higher floor. Excuse me. Higher floor, lower ceiling, to me. Yeah. So, what's the score of this one? Everton, Tottenham. 5-5. Five, five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> you know what? You know what the most Everton-Spursy thing to do would be here? 0-0. Zero, 0-0. Zero. Zero, zero. Yeah. 
<laughs> just when no one thinks that they can play defensively, boom. <laughs> a, zero, a zero zero, no one gets the spoils. A big middle finger to everybody. To everybody. Didn't they... I wish I had my reverse fixture note right here because I'm pretty sure... They already played to a nil-nil this season? I thought they did. I think I predicted it, too, with the same exact... That's why I... That's why it popped into my head. Let's see. Uh, yeah, well, while... August 29th. Oh, that was a long time ago. Nil-nil. Two, I think. What's that? Uh, might have been three. Gave me one or two. Yeah, nil-nil. That was, you know, Harry Kane's early season struggles. Romelu Lukaku's early season struggles. Right. So those guys are now two of the best goal scorers in the Premier League. You know what's crazy is that we have guys, like multiple guys right now, on incredible scoring streaks and it's not Sergio Aguero and it's not you know Daniel Sturridge yeah like there are it's not Jamie Vardy it's not Alexis Sanchez like guys like that like we're seeing incredible play from Kane Lukaku Igalo yeah I think Igalo is the one that doesn't really fit in that description the other (laughs) two they kind of expected big things from yeah that's fair (laughs) that's fair but yeah, I mean, you know, Igalo and Fardy are the ones that, that stand out in that list. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's it's been it's been a very fun season to follow. Uh, very hard to predict though. Uh, but we'll try our best in our daily dose this weekend. So we're going to do another private contest between you and me to see who uh, who gets the spoils. Last week you beat me by nine and a half points, but it would have only been three and a half if I had actually gotten my swap in. I I had Leighton Baines and I wanted to swap Coleman, and I still wouldn't have beaten you. But yeah. Um, would have been it would have been the would have been a, a smaller defeat. Hmm. And I so, I used Galloway who was in for Baines. Correct. Just to rub it in. That's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. What do we have here? Uh, I will start this week here. I probably like you have Jack Butland currently slated as my goalkeeper uh, at three point five. Uh, just a good matchup against West Brom. I don't care that he's on the road. And then my three defenders are Matteo Darmion for Manchester United. I have Adam Smith for Burnmouth. And I have Leandro Bakuna for mm, Aston Villa. I knew you were going Bakuna. There was no doubt in my mind about that yeah. one. I We should note that we're playing the 745 slate, like the full day. Although I don't think I took anybody from either of those teams. I didn't take anyone from the Yeah, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> We went back and forth about whether to do this, and then neither of us take a guy. It was that. that it was that cloud with the four raindrops. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You never mess with the four raindrops. Um, and I always go heavy on crescent moons. Uh, yes, I went Butland, and then I um, went with a little bit of a mini Arsenal defensive stack for two guys that may not start. I spent twenty three hundred for Callum Chambers in this defensive midfield role. I spent twenty nine hundred on Kieran Gibbs, hoping. Uh, he starts in place of Nacho Monreal. And then I spent 2400 on Cuco Martina, who's starting at uh, right back for Southampton in place of Cedric. So I wanted to spend up elsewhere, and I wasn't going to... I didn't really want to f- spend up on Alberto Moreno or certainly not Kolarov. Um, the only guy that I considered that I legitimately considered from that early game was Aaron Cresswell, who's going to be back from his injury, but even that wasn't enough to get me to do it. Fair enough. I, just, mid- I just feel like such a sucker paying up for defenders because I... I they like, never pay off. Yeah. Well, it's not that they never pay off, but... For I just, you. For me. Right. I pick the wrong ones when I pay up, so I just 
I just have given up doing it. Your midfielders. Jordan Veretu, the only one I picked, I think, from that game, but he's just... I was tempted. Yeah, with the crosses, it's just too much. Um, I did spend 8800 on Mares with the hope that he can break out of this little mini funk that he's in. Of two games. You would think home against Burnmouth would be a good opportunity for that. It was That's either him... Big price. Yeah. That is a big price. Yeah, it was either... I... I'm reserving the right to change it for Mesut Ozil. I actually tried to build a lineup with both of them and couldn't get it. Even that's expensive, 85. Yeah. Yeah, but you're almost guaranteed a goal or assist, which is what we said about Mahrez and how he's gone two without it. But anyway, um, I spent 5400 on Shakiri because um, I'm all in on Stoke because I right. also... Uh, I'll save that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, my my two forwards are no no are, no, no, no no. That's what I mean. That's midfielders why. first, yeah. please. That's all I have. I've I have. Uh, oh, Veritao, Veritao, Mares, and Shakiri. Oh, and okay. I have so my two utility spots are forwards. Okay, so give me. I have one midfielder and one forward in my utilities. So my midfield utility is Shakiri. Mm-hmm. I also have Aaron Ramsey mm. at ten point two. Uh, sorry, at five point at fifty eight hundred. I apologize. Ten point two is his average points per game. <laughs> Uh, and I have Ka- Manuel Lanzini at 4,100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually did pick someone from the early game. Yeah, I did. apologize. Um, and then I also have uh, Kevin De Bruyne at 7,800. Yeah. Yeah, he was. he's another option in case of Mares. I just don't I, – I hope that Mares sits so that I can just take him out and feel okay about it. Yep. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I think De Bruyne – it pains me because I really don't like him as a player, <laughs> but he's been really good. He's been awesome. And he's taking more uh, corners than everybody thought he would with Silva back. So I'm not sure what to make of that. It helps. Yeah. And all right, give me your four forwards now. Olivier Giroud and Shane Long. Okay. Um, Giroud is at 75. Long is at 37. So I basically went with Giroud because I didn't go with Ozil. Uh, and I needed some exposure to this Arsenal Newcastle game. And then I went with Boyan and Arnautovic. Interesting. You took all three Stoke I did. players. I did. Against a Tony Pulis team at home. I did. That's a, that's a bold strategy. It's so bold that I also have Marco on. <laughs> no, I don't have Boyan, though. I don't have Boyan. I have Troy Deeney instead. Yeah, this is a... Oh, Deeney. I like that, too. I have Troy Deeney at 5,400, and I also have Shane Long at 37. Shane Long at 3,700 is, I think, the biggest no-brainer of the weekend, unless Kieran Trippier starts again. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. But that, that'll be on Monday. That'll be the Sunday slate anyway. I just love how – I forget which one of the GPPs I was in, but – It's like 90% owned. It, it wasn't quite that high, but it was like 20-something percent, which is fairly high for a defender that hasn't played all season. <laughs> It's it's the biggest no brainer in fantasy when your so your starts you you put him in yeah it was so he was having a decent day until but even before he got the assist but yeah it was uh it was funny to see like I said a defender who hasn't played all season to then be twenty three percent owned or whatever it was yeah he hasn't played all season in the Premier League but he did he has played throughout the entire Europa campaign yay hey look I'm just saying he got game time yes. International game time experience, something he would never get at uh, Burnley. At Bur- Burnley. Yeah. 
He got to travel to Romania. Yeah, exactly. Now they get to play Fiorentina, maybe, if I remember correctly. That'll be better. That'll be harder. Yes. But yes. just gonna it's this weekend is going to be it's I think there's I think there's actually some teams that'll be in line for how most people are feeling on January second, and that's hungover. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I really do think there's a strong possibility for some hangover games here. Yeah, um, kind of hard to predict who is going to be, but that's why I think both of us we took a lot of players from those middle teams. Like yeah, we didn't have a lot of Arsenal players, a lot of Manchester City players, you know, no Chelsea players for sure. Yeah, but you know, those bigger clubs, you're seeing more and more people stay away from their players, even if they're traditionally powerhouse players. Right. So. I think that's been the overall trend of the 2015 portion of the 2015-16 season. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, there's something different going on in 2016, like maybe some Chelsea guys coming around. Hmm. But I just want to put a nice little bow on this 2015 portion. Just wish you a happy new year. Right back at you, sir. All right. We'll catch you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We'll be going into week number 21. Catch you then. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.